0: Hey friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn. I've got my partner alongside of me. Hi, my name is Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here on the Channel 21 conference line. Yeah, we've got a program tonight that we recorded on our conference line. And we're going to invite you to come join us every week on Thursday nights on our conference line. And you can hear messages like this one that you're going to listen to on tonight's program.
1: What time's it start, Gary?
0: Well let's see. If we're East Coast, it'd be six PM on Thursday nights. Central time where we're located, it's five PM. Rocky Mountain time is four PM. What about that west coast out there? You mean California, eh? Yeah. That'd be three PM. Yeah, we've got a couple of great chaplains out there in California and they tune in at 3 PM every Thursday. And join us right here on our conference line. Now, what's that phone number? The phone number is 727-731-5062. That is
1: 727-731-5062.
0: Thursday nights at 6 p.m. and no access code needed. So you're invited to join us each week right here on Channel 21 Ministries conference Line.
2: Sun comes up, I'm driving when the sun goes down. The hum of 18 wheels. Law, that's the longest sound. I spend all day chasing that old white line. I've been on the road so long, I've lost track of time. The town, there's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling from two chrome stacks. My address is 408 414. A big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have that white line fever to the day. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life
0: Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministry, and we are glad you joined us today on this great radio station that we have. And I got my partner with me, Fred Mooney. Hello, glad to be here. And we're going to ride on down the road with our good friend Roger Barkley, Jr. Man, I tell you, we're going to have a great program today. We would like to hear
1: from you at LonesomeRoadMinistries.org. Or give us a call at 618-383-2107. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to send you some material.
0: That's right, Fred, and we want to wish everybody out there a Merry, Merry Christmas. In today's program, we've got Cliff Clark with a message about the wise guys, and we've got a song right now we want to put on by Roger Barkley Jr., and it's called Follow That Star. Let's do it, Fred.
3: Angels came down, the wise men rejoiced, giving praise to God on high for this baby born in search of the King. That first Christmas day led by the star of the helm it still lights our way follow that star to buy too much with so much to do. Sometimes we lose sight of the gift that heaven sent God's eternal.
1: they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill to all men follow that star wherever
3: it... star. Don't be afraid. Love lights the way. Just follow that star.
0: That is Roger Barkley Jr. with Follow That Star off of his CD, Follow That Star. What a great... cd of christmas music by roger barkley jr hey you can contact roger at rogerbarkleyjr.com or the best way to get a hold of roger barkley is just give him a call roger's phone number is 502-382-8299 what do you think fred i think we ought to get into the message by our good friend cliff clark
1: i said cliff clark's about the closest to a true Bible scholar as anybody I ever knew.
0: Amen, amen, yeah. He was a professor in college. He re, I guess he's retired now.
1: I think it's amazing whenever <laughs> I found out he was a professor because he don't look like a professor.
0: <laughs> well, he has a lot of knowledge, I know that. He is He's very knowledgeable of the Bible, and he, he puts a lot of humor into his messages.
1: Every time I hear this man preach... I learned something new. Without any further ado, here is my friend, Cliff Clark.
4: I want to talk tonight about what everybody calls the three wise men. And I'll Gary, I want to call this the, the wise guys or, or lessons that I learned from the wise men. Uh, over in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it reads like this. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, all the church folk, All the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not thou the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently uh, what time the star appeared. And he, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. for And when he had found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed, and, lo, the star and lo the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was and this is the verse I want to get and when they saw the star Matthew 210 and when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceeding great joy and when they were come into the house you notice that says house not manger. <laughs> And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And Lord, I please I ask you to let me say something. Say something that somebody will get something out of. Watch over us, Lord, and thank you for long-term road ministries. Thank you, God, for what they're doing. Father, increase our increase our borders. Help us do more for you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said, "Amen." Aya. I've been studying about those wise guys, those wise men, and I, the, the wise men were a group of religious scientists. They they were a group of astronomers, and but I don't just mean stargazers. They, they, there was still much more to them, and I don't have time or scope in this message to tell you everything that they did, but... But history called them kingmakers, and they were over the kings of all the land, and they had the power to to uh, lift up a king or to set one down. That's why Herod was so scared. In Daniel chapter five, verse eleven, it says that that, uh, that Daniel, uh, after he interpreted the dream for the king, became chief of the magicians. That word in Hebrew is Magi, and there are many people that believe that the the Magi existed before Daniel, but after Daniel and with Daniel's teaching, uh, some say that Daniel uh, taught or ruled or was over them for over 64 years, and some say that with his teaching they, that he taught them about the coming Messiah and about our Jesus, the King of Kings. Oh, that that's a wonderful thought, a wonderful thought. I want to say some things about the wise men. I don't know how long this will be, but but you pray for me that I'd be able to make sense out of all this. A wise man. The first lesson I learned from these wise men: a wise man is never afraid to ask, "Where is he?" The wise men came in and they, they asked Herod, they said, where is he that is born, king of the Jews? You know, a really wise man is not afraid to say, God, where are you? Show me who you are. Driver, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. A wise man is not afraid to say, God, show me. Show me, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me who you are. The wise men came to Herod, and they stood up bravely, and they said, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? If somebody asks you, can you tell me about God? If somebody asks you, can you tell me about Jesus? Chaplain, be ready to give an answer. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit, help me to preach. Be ready to give an answer and tell them where Jesus is and what God's up to. Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? A wise man is never afraid to ask. You don't have to hang your brain up when you go to church and hang it on a coat hook. You God is bigger than all that and a wise man knows that it's okay to study and search the scriptures for in, in the scriptures there's life. Can you tell him where he is and what he's doing? Next thing I learned. A wise man is one that is still seeking God. A wise man is one that is still seeking God. These men, I studied about them a little in this week, and and they said that they probably came from uh, Persia, from the area of Persia, and uh, that was over 800 miles away, and Many theologians think that that it took them almost two years to get there, and what they base that on, Herod uh, asked them when they saw the star appear, and then when Herod uh, killed all the babies, he 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 had them to kill all the babies that were two years old and under. And under. So many people think it took them over two years to make that that journey from from. Uh, their, their home area to Bethlehem. Now, don't be afraid to seek God. Don't be afraid. Can you imagine can you imagine uh, the the wise men's wives now maybe I wasn't too wise but honey where are you going? Oh I'm going to follow this star that I saw. I'm going to follow this star. Well when you coming back I don't know. Probably take me a couple years. Don't be afraid to devote your life to following the presence, the purpose, and the plan of God. Don't be afraid. Wise men still seek Him. And i want to make another point. The wise men not only still seek Him today, a really wise man still follows the Lord and still seeks after Him. Uh, they, they don't become stagnant. A wise man continually continues to seek the things of God. You know what? I love the way God does stuff. God spoke to these wise men. He He knew that they were were uh, that they studied the stars, and He God spoke to the wise men in the stars. He spoke the stargazer with stars. He spoke the fishermen with fish. You remember? You remember old Peter and the Lord wanted to use his boat and. and and the Lord kind of asked Peter if he could use it and And, lay. and then the Lord told Peter, he said, uh, he said, cast your net on the right side of the ship. And he said, Lord, we fished all night. But and it's kind of sarcastic. Nevertheless, at thy word, we'll let down the net. And he let down the net and the fishermen couldn't catch anything. All of a sudden had so many fish that he had to call for help. God speaks. To fishermen with fish. He speaks to carpenters with hammers, stargazers with stars. Driver, let God speak to you right where you are in a way that you understand. He knows how to speak your language. Uh, Surrender your life to the Lord and let Him speak to your heart. Uh, I love that. A wise man is not afraid to to pursue spiritual things or supernatural things, the star, the star, uh, led them to the scribes. You know, they, they went into Herod's temple, and Herod demanded, and they they searched the scriptures. And said, "Yeah, he's going to be born in Bethlehem." The star led them to the scribes. The scribes led them to the scriptures. The scriptures led them to the Savior, and the the, the Savior led them to surrender to himself, to Himself, the surrender of themselves. Oh, let God start with you right where you are, and you know let to the church folks. And while I'm talking about it, church folks ain't perfect. Say "Amen," to somebody. Now Donna, I can hear you. You're saying "Amen" for sure. I really can't, but I can hear you in my head. Church folks ain't perfect, but I want you to know a lot of them aren't perfect, but I want you to know that there are a lot who are. And if you know a godly, a genuine godly person, let God speak to you and deal with you and then find a person that you know is a Christian, a scribe, and let a good scribe will point you toward the Word of God, Help, help you Help explain the Word of God to you. And the Scriptures, the Word of God will lead you to the Savior, and the Savior wants you to surrender to Him. A wise man is not afraid to to pursue spiritual stuff. And a wise man knows that a lot of times it's a process. It's not an instant thing most of the time. Yes, there's things that the Lord does for us instantly, I have friends who were alcoholics, and they gave their life to the Lord, and the Lord instantly took that away. I have other friends that that are genuine Christians, and they still struggle. But my point, is, my point is, sometimes the Lord does some things instantly, and sometimes it's a process. Start with the Lord, driver. Start with the Lord right where you are. Start praying. Start talking to him. Ask Him to forgive your sins. If you get a chance to go to church, go to church. Well, I'm not home on Sunday. Well, then find a place to, to go on Wednesday or or, or come here on the, the prayer line or listen to Lonesome. Some way or another, feed yourself. Find a way to feed yourself spiritually, and the Lord will cause that to grow. Listen to Christian music. Listen to uh, listen to teaching online it's all over YouTube, and everywhere else. listen to good teachers. A wise man is not afraid to, to pursue spiritual things. Next, I want to say a wise man recognizes there that there are forces greater than themselves. Though a wise man recognizes that there are forces greater than themselves. A few weeks ago, I talked about Nabal, the fool, in the Bible. And what made Nabal a fool, and I'm not calling him a fool. The Bible called him a fool. And what made Nabal a fool was he thought he did it all on his own. And a wise man is not afraid to recognize, hey, God, you're the one that gave me this job. Hey, God, you're the one that's, yes, Lord, I'm out here working hard. Yes, God knows that. But, God, I know, Lord, that there's something. I'm not all by myself in this. God, I know that there's something greater than me. Show me yourself, God, and show me who you are. A wise man is known by the company he keeps. A wise man is known by the company he keeps. My old granny, my old granny, (laughs) did you know I got arrested one time? (laughs) <laughs> I was running around with some teenage boys. I was a young teenager and we had a new cop on the force. He didn't know nobody in town and we had a new cop on the force and these boys I was trying to be cool with, they had a reputation for being bad guys breaking in stores and all that kind of stuff. And so this, this new guy he was gonna burst, the, burst the ring, you know, and so we was all running around down on the corner one night, and, and he was sneaking around in his patrol car, sneaking around in his patrol car, and he flashed the lights on. He flashed the lights on. We weren't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything, but he flashed the lights on, and remember, I had cerebral palsy, you know. Walk really sunny. And he flashed the lights on, and I'm staggering around because I've got cerebral palsy, and he thought I was drunk. And when I get nervous, I can't talk plain for nothing. And he flipped the lights on. He said, where are you going, boy? I said, I'm doing over there. And he said, boy, you been drinking? I said, me? No, sir. And my best cerebral palsy voice, you know, he took me down the... Took me down to the to the police station and booked me and my pastor had to come down and get him out. And when the chief found out he was mad at the guy because the chief knew me. I said all that to say that I was in the wrong group of people. And that led that led people to to, to uh make assumptions about me that wasn't true. A wise man is known for the company he keeps they knew that they that the individuals were wise men because they weren't a group of wise men. The next thing, a wise man, a wise man is not afraid to persistently pursue a dream. Has God put a dream in your heart? Yeah, I want to own my own business, preacher. I want to drive this truck and make a living for my family. And I, want, has God put that dream in your heart? And follow it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and if you will, if you'll follow Him, He'll keep you on track. On track. The word says that God gives us the desires of our heart. It means that if we will serve Him and follow Him, and and we really have a desire that is not sinful, He will give us that desire. That means something else too. Means something out there. Uh, if you research that scripture, that God gives you the desires in your heart, it means that God places desires in your heart. It means that God places desires in your heart. John, I know. John Noel, I know. I hope you're listening. I know that God gave you a dream. I know that God put it in there. Don't you doubt, my brother? Don't you doubt, my brother, that the Lord God of the universe spoke to you and gave you a dream. A wise man is not afraid to pursue a star. A wise man is not afraid to pursue a dream of finding the Messiah. A wise man is not afraid to pursue, pursue a dream of finding the king of kings. Gary Rayburn, Gary Rayburn, are you <laughs> Are you listening? Are you listening? A wise man, a wise man is not afraid to pursue a dream. Obey the Lord and follow what he's put in your heart. A wise man is the one who gives his best to Jesus and who realizes that each person has his own gifts. They they found Jesus Now, I want to say things. There's a lot of things that we learn at Christmas time because it's easier to put in the Christmas play this way. For example, that's your old Mary riding in on the donkey. I love you, brothers and sisters. There's no mention of Mary riding in on the donkey. I love you, brothers and sisters. There's, There's there, Everybody says there was three wise men. There's no mention in the Bible at all about three wise men. Matter of fact, most scholars think that it was a group of men. Why do they think that? Because the gifts that they brought, there were three gifts, and that's where we get the idea of three wise men. But there are many things that we've been taught that aren't necessarily so there were three gifts, but that doesn't mean there were just three men. And for, for three men to carry that much gold and that much frankincense and that much myrrh, the, each of those gifts was worth a king's ransom. And for three men alone for two years to travel 800 miles with those kind of gifts, it would have been awfully easy to be robbed. It made a lot more sense for there to be a group of wise men. What did I bring that up for? Read the Bible for yourself. Read the Bible for yourself and see what it says. I dare you. God reveals himself to us in the word of God and allow yourself to open your mind and open your heart and read the scripture for what it really says. Read it for yourself and allow the Holy Spirit Give your life to the Lord, and the Lord will, can fill you with his Holy Spirit and teach you what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. Each man has an own gift. Each man gives Jesus his best. It's wise to give Jesus your best. They gave him what three gifts that they gave him? They gave him gold and frankincense and myrrh. The gold was a gift for a king. And do you realize that heaven and all the angels in the book of Luke, uh, in the book of Luke, heaven and all the angels recognized Jesus as king. God recognized Jesus as king. And now we have here the world, the lost, recognizing Jesus as king. But his own received him not. His own. Uh, rejected him. The gold would you give them the king? And can can I tell you how awesome, how awesome God is? Can I tell you? I'm going to. You might as well say yes. In in just a few, uh, in just a little bit, maybe in just a few hours, the family, the family were going to have to leave leave the house that they were in. The word says they saw the young child and his mother. Not the baby. Chances are Jesus was two years old in this story. Well, why did they always show him in the manger? The shepherds saw him in the manger, but the wise men didn't see him till two years later, probably. And in just a few moments, uh, just a few moments, Herod was going to come and kill all the babies two years old and under. And Joseph had a dream, and God said, Pick up all your stuff and get out of here and go into Egypt until I tell you to come back. Now, Gary, if you had a dream, if you had a dream tonight when you went to sleep, and God said, "In the morning, I don't want you to do nothing. In the morning, get the truck, get the truck, and go go about 400 miles away. Move tomorrow instantly. Don't tell nobody where you're going. Just pick up you and your wife and leave." Now, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have the money to do that unexpectedly without planning. But guess what? Before God needed it, God gave Mary and Joseph a chest of gold. He gave them a king's ransom in gold. Ain't that like God to give us what we need because he knows what's coming before we need it? God can supply your needs. My God can supply all of your needs well, according to his riches and glory. My God knows what you need before you ask him. Well, why did you want me to ask him? Because he's honored when you humbled yourself and asked. They brought him gold at just the right time. That gift of gold was a timely gift. God can take care of his son. You are his son. You are his daughter, and God can take care of you. Thank you, Lord. He gave him frankincense. They gave him gold and frankincense. Me and Brother Rod Blackwood have been studying this week uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a bit, and I got to studying myrrh and frankincense. Uh, and the frankincense, and uh, when I want to try to say this without crying, Frankincense was for healing. They used it for a painkiller to take away the pain and they used it for it was very medicinal and there's many, many uses but the thing that blessed my heart uh, nowadays when they when they take the bark off of the tree the, the tree that frankincense comes from has a big, long scientific name that I could not pronounce but when they take the bark off the tree, they, they use chisels, and they bleed the tree. They bleed the tree. But in Bible days, in Jesus' time, they would do what they called stripe the tree. They would take a cat with nine tails. They would take a cow with nine tails just like they walked Jesus with, and they would beat that tree and strike that tree and lay whew, and like stripes all over that tree, and that tree would begin to to see poor weep they called it they begin to weep, and then uh is is white and myrrh is red, and they bolt them they beat them both with whips and The the whiteness, the holy frankincense would begin to leak out, and they would beat the myrrh tree, and it would begin to sheep red, and and red blood-colored red would flow from its stripes, and it was for healing, and it blessed my heart. The Word of God said by his stripes we were healed, and if we were, then we are. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that God knew what He was doing when He brought that myrrh, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. They beat it from a tree that was striped. They they would let that sheep, and when they when it dried, it would dry in the form of teardrops. And after two weeks, they would break those teardrops off, and they would have a bucket full of what of tear-shaped, tear-shaped red shaped Oh, that blessed my heart. Gold and frankincense. Frankincense was used in the priesthood and the priests would use it and it was said that the, the fragrance, when they burned it and they put it in a censer and they would weave, weave it back and forth and that smoke would fill the temple and it was said that 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 I hid the sinfulness of man from God and all that God saw was a sweet smelling savor of sacrifice. Oh, can I tell you that's what my Lord did? He died for us. He died for us. And, and when we allow His blood to cover us, the Lord doesn't see our sin. He sees the blood of His Son. Gold and frankincense used in worship pointed to His priesthood and myrrh. Myrrh was embalming fluid. Can you imagine bringing a gift to a baby shower? They say, "They say, what are you bringing?" Oh, brother, I brought some embalming fluid. <laughs> see, that was prophetic of Jesus going to die, a prophet, priest, and king. You know that that frankincense, that frankincense and myrrh, that was valuable, and when they boil it down nowadays and and purify it, it sells for $6,000 an ounce. And on the day that Jesus died, on the day that Jesus died, Nicodemus carried a chest of spices to embalm Jesus with, and aloes, spices and aloes, and it mentions frankincense and myrrh, about a hundred pound weight. If if one ounce is worth $6,000, can you imagine what that was worth that, that they that did was carried to embalm Jesus? I know he wasn't gonna need it. And I wonder if it might not have been some of this very, very frankincense. God is never surprised. He's never surprised and he he prepares us and he's never surprised. I have got to hurry. Each man brings his own his own gift every man has his own gift you have gifts driver i've got to hurry a wise man it's one who knows that the most important gift they give give. oh i want to ask you what was the most important gift that they gave what was it what was it what was the most important are you thinking you know what i think it was it said that it presented themselves they presented the gifts and then they themselves bowed down and worshipped Jesus. The most important thing that you can give Jesus is your life, is yourself. You notice that they bowed down and they worshipped him, not them. The three, the three white men, or however many there were, worshipped Jesus. Not Jesus and Mary. It says they worshipped him. A wise man realizes that meeting Jesus is in God's timing. It's in God's timing. God knows what he's doing. The last thing I want to say, and I'm not done. I'm not done, but I'm going to quit. Uh, The last thing I want to say, the wise man knows that God is a God of second chances. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'll tell you. Whenever they followed the star, and the star of Bethlehem was five to six miles from Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, the star stopped. And they jumped to the conclusion, hey, we must be here. The star stopped. Now, where would the king be? They were six miles from Jerusalem. Where would the king be? I know, I know a king would be in a palace where's the nearest palace well the nearest palace is in Jerusalem the star stopped over bethlehem they they ran they ran to the to the palace where's where's the king where's the king they made a mistake because they jumped to a conclusion and here they followed the star all that time they went in and they talked to Herod and they realized they'd made a mistake And they come out and thought all had been lost. And all of a sudden, it says that the star appeared again. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. God is a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, fifth chances. If God is speaking to you tonight and you once served him, give God another chance. Give him another chance. He loves you. He loves you. Wise men or not, they were warned the, in a dream to go home a different way. Do you realize that God spoke to them through a star and then through the scribes, through the Christian book, and then through the scriptures, and then they met Jesus themselves, and now they're having dreams like prophets, and they're growing in the Lord. A wise man is not afraid to go home a different way. I want to ask you right there in your truck, give your life to the Lord. And when you go home this time, go home a different way. Go home a different man. Jesus loves you and I do too.
3: Shining far through the shadows dim Giving the light for those who long have gone Guiding the wise men on their way Unto the place where Jesus lay O beautiful star of Bethlehem Shine on Beautiful, star, beautiful, beautiful star, of star of Bethlehem, shine upon uh, us until uh. the glory dawns. Give us the lamp to light the way unto the land of perfect day. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine. are the hope of grace, for the redeemed, the good and the blessed, yonder in glory when the crown is won, Jesus is now the star divine, brighter and brighter he will shine, oh beautiful star of Until the glory dawns Give us the lamp to light the way Unto the land of perfect day Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem Shine
0: Fred, these drivers out there, if they want to get that close personal relationship with God, if they want to surrender completely their hearts to Him, you know, it's as easy as what? It's as easy as A-B-C. First of all, you need to admit that you're a sinner. For we know in
1: Romans 3.23, it says, For all sin comes short of the glory of God. Now, my pastor told me all means all, and that's all it means. It means everyone, me, you, we all have sinned. And B stands for believe. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that whosoever, and we're all a whosoever, shall believe upon him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the C stands for confess. Confess in your heart that you believe Jesus Christ is God's Son, He died on the cross for your sins and mine. He rose on the third day. And if you admit, believe, and confess that,
0: you will be saved, and you'll become part of the family, part of the family of God. So, drivers, all you have to do is pray a simple little prayer. Just pray, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I want to be a Christian. That's it. You know, and and, uh, we got one CD, Terry Hopkins, when he got saved, he said... Lord, save me. That's all he said. And guess what, friends? He saved him. It's not the words you say. It's the coming from your heart. God hears your heart, and he will do what you say. If you ask him to save you, he will save you. Here's a, here's a prayer that you can pray. It says, Dear Lord, I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins, and I invite you to come into my heart, come into my life. I want to trust you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God knows what's in your heart, and he reads it. Amen, amen. So cry out today and ask Christ into your heart, and then give us a call right here at Lonesome Road Ministry.
1: And what's that phone number again?
0: 618 383 2107. That's right.
3: Lily of the valley, let your sweet aroma fill my life. Rose a share and show me how to walk in beauty in God's sight Fairy Star ten thousand make me a reflection of your life. shine down on me let your love shine through me in the night And make it right Day stars shine down on me Let your love shine through me In the night Lord I see a world that's dying Wounded by the master of deceit Groping round in the darkness Ruined by the years of past Shining with that compassion in your eyes, I pray Jesus shine down on me, let your love shine through me in the night. Whatever's wrong and make it right. Light through me in the night.
0: Friends, I've got some great news for you. Lonesome Road Ministry is moving up to a new level. We are going to have our own streaming channel thanks to Rick J of Global Media OTT Network. I met Rick out at uh, Kingdom City at the Drivers Appreciation Days at the Truckers Chapel, and me and Rick got to talking, and he decided he wanted to give us our own streaming channel. So we're going to be able to stream Lonesome Road TV on Global Media OTT Network. That's on Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, and we're pretty excited about where God is taking us in 2024. So stay tuned for more exciting news about Lonesome Road Ministries TV program on Global Media OTT Network. Hey, you can search uh, Rick J presents and find Lonesome Road TV, and we're starting to get a lot of programs on there. Roger Barclay Jr. is helping us with this TV project, and he is doing a wonderful job. Check it out. Check, see what he's doing with some of our programs on Lonesome Road TV.
2: Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Those eighteen wheels are rolling. At the foot of the cross, brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.
0: Hey, drivers, this is and Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road Radio, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618-383-2107 or log on to LonesomeRoad.org. And if you can't, give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by. <laughs>
2: Down, making no time. But I gotta keep a rolling. Those windshield wipers slapping out of tempo, keeping perfect rhythm with the song on the radio. But I gotta keep a rolling. Ooh, I'm driving my.